And and I remember watching this moment and being like, holy shit, is this my first glimpse at Lincoln Hawk? And and because he's holding the album. And I believe they are intended it to be that. That's it felt that way. Yeah. It felt um that way. This song is not on Spotify or Apple. Siders and all you scandal-loving listeners out there, you've just tuned into the non-judging breakfast pod, where the coffee is strong, the waffles are fresh, and the gossip is hotter than ever. My name is Leaf, and I'm your seasoned gossip girl veteran. And I'm Steve, the newbie, the greenhorn, the, I don't know, what do you call the new kid on the block in gossip girl terms, Leaf? I think they would label you as a you know, project, you know, the girls have the potential to be a Blairite. Well, then dress me in an Eleanor Waldorf original, and let's get started. Sounds good. So here's the deal, folks. Leaf has been watching Gossip Girl since it came out. I'm just watching for the very first time, and together we're your dynamic duo, dissecting the drama, the glamour, and the sometimes questionable fashion choices of this iconic 2007 series. That's right. Each week we're going to break down all the schemes secret hookups, and couture catastrophes. And trust me, there are a few of them. And since we are all about inclusivity here at the Non-Judging Breakfast Pod, there is always room for you at the Non-Judging Breakfast table. Whether you're an old veteran like Leaf or a newbie like me, go grab your mimosa or a cup of coffee or maybe some of Nate and Chuck's special medicine if it's that kind of morning, and let's get into it. All right, this week we're going to be breaking down Season 1, Episode 5, Daredevil. Uh, did you catch the reference? I'm assuming Daredevil, uh, the comic book character, but probably a little more specifically the movie would have come out yes. shortly beforehand. The Ben Affleck. The, yeah, the Ben Affleck version. Ooh, yeah. We won't talk about that. Ugh. The IMD episode description for it reads, Dan makes elaborate plans to impress Serena on their first date. Jenny is invited to the infamous Blair Waldorf sleepover and finds herself in a high-stakes game of truth or dare. Lily discovers Eric missing from the treatment center and seeks help from her ex-boyfriend, Rufus. <laughs> yeah, a lot a lot definitely takes place in this episode. Yes. Yeah. It was uh, directed by Jamie Babbitt. Um, he's done a lot of TV, Russian Doll, Gilmore Girls, Malcolm in the Middle, United States of Tara, Nip Tuck, Silicon Valley, Orville, lots of stuff. 
Yeah, and the Orville, I mean, that's also, that's really recent. The A League of Their Own, if mm-hmm. that's the series, yes. that was just, mm-hmm. you know, that was so. Yeah, she's she's steadily working. Yeah. Uh, and then it was written by Alan K. Rosenfeld, who uh, did 22 episodes of Gossip Girl. It's a good run. Anyways, we'll go ahead and get right into the episode. Act one begins. Preparation begins in the Waldorf penthouse for the annual sleepover. Um, the first thing that I noticed about this is that you have Blair, who um, we've discussed her relationship with food before and, and how she's often body shamed by her mom, doesn't, doesn't eat a lot when we see her around food. Yet she surrounds herself at these parties with just decadence and 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 cakes and foods that she's never gonna never gonna touch. Mm-hmm. Um. Yep. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So yeah, she is uh, definitely. Uh, yeah, I and mean, she's bringing out all the food and looks like a pretty fun party. Dan and Rufus uh, discuss his date with Serena in Rufus's art gallery. Dan questions why Rufus hasn't told Allison about the sale of her painting. Yeah. Um, a lot of the father-son sort of stuff, but also, you know, the you're seeing the communication issues with Dan and, or with Rufus and his wife. Yeah. Um, he he, he and, wants to go go and visit her and yeah like, and tell him yeah, yeah he wants to tell her Dan, Dan suggests uh, this might be better with a phone call yeah <laughs> and and good right. advice yeah. <laughs> really good advice yeah it would have been much worse if he actually should I yeah think. yeah yeah i think some fists would have been thrown yeah <laughs> it, yeah they yeah if it, if a fist could travel through a phone yeah. <laughs> but we'll get there in the hall at Constance, Serena hits up Jenny for information on the mysterious date, but Jenny plays coy. Serena receives a phone call from Eric, who is coming home from the hospital. Um, the I love the line of um, Humphrey men casual Friday is every day. Um, you know, while she has no idea about what is going on with this date, she's preparing Serena for her idea of what a typical Humphrey date would be, <laughs> which yes. Yeah. And Blair invites Serena to her sleepover, but Serena has plans with Dan. Jenny gets the invite instead. What is Blair scheming? Yeah. Um, she is totally, she's totally up to something. Um, I also love the who me, who her with the, Caddy and is in the background. Cotty. Um, yeah, Cotty and is in the background. Um, you know, they, they, I love when they have their little moments. I always mm-hmm. appreciate them, and that was a neat little one. Yes. Um, Lily and Eric are back at the hospital, and Lily is forcing Eric to stay in the hospital despite the doctor saying it would be okay to come home. <clears throat> yeah, Lily can't face this. Lily still can't face eric has these issues eric she doesn't know how to explain it properly um and she doesn't know how to parent eric well also i think as we find out later she blames herself because 
he's been lonely because she's not been around and Serena's been at boarding school. Yeah. Well, yeah. And and she's always off with the next guy and traping around the world. Yeah. Traipsing. Yeah. Dan arrives to pick up Serena has and has to ad lib and change into something a little more formal when she sees Dan in a suit. While Serena's changing, Lily arrives. Dan makes a joke that elicits half a smile from Lily. The preceding jokes don't land as well. Um, yeah. And, and for one, um, we have Serena changing in front of Dan sort of again. Yeah. Not not necessarily in front of, but like... Talking. Talking, watching. yeah. Uh, very confident yes. about... Her you body. know about her body and not and not feeling that that typical that shame you know um uh where she could never imagine blair doing this in front of nate no no, no blair who even though they've been dating for years yeah I- exactly and and struggle to find you know the right moment for their own for their own sex you know mm-hmm. um yeah yeah yeah, uh, if you're if you're 17 and you've been dating that long and it's not happened, it, there's probably a reason. Yeah, there's other reasons. <laughs> there, there's other reasons. Um, but also that that interaction with Dan and Lily, where you once again see that awkward side of Dan, where he's, yeah, you, you know, where where he tries to be funny and he's he tends to be more confident with Lily and tends to be more confident around people that he that he doesn't like or that don't like him that he's kind of written off Mm -hmm. and since lily has always had this adversarial relationship with dan dan doesn't mind going at lily yeah um but then he also kind of has that moment where he's like i am taking this person's daughter on a date and then he kind of tones it back (laughs) and apologizes and gets a little awkward um but yeah the she but she also doesn't seem to hate him as much in yeah, that moment she's warming too. up a little bit yeah a little bit and dan and serena step out onto the sidewalk serena sees a vespa and assumes it's dan's you know what they say when you assume yeah she is so she climbs on it she is so excited to have such a brooklyn date <laughs> we're gonna do something like ride around on a vespa dope oh man i'm so glad because you know i'm used to just like getting into someone's car and going to a fancy restaurant ah <laughs> uh, jenny is nervously arrives at the sleepover yeah um taylor mumpson's acting in that moment is just yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. impeccable i i it totally took me to my own daughter when when you get my daughter in that moment when she's embarrassed and and she's caught off guard that that look on yeah. her face and and also the way that she gets there and has that recognition realizes she's out of her league and has to step it up and just kind of meets that like yeah so uh, good. everything everything in her face in that scene is just perfect yeah definitely and that is the act break uh, as we moved into act two we are at a french restaurant dan is bobbing yeah he is tanking this entire date he's 
he you know he's looking at the menu and oh yeah i'm not gonna order the thing i actually want because the appetizer is the thing i can afford yeah as, as, yeah as the waiter walks away he changed he's like i'll just have the appetizer as my first yeah course. <laughs> yeah yeah because serena yeah serena walked away and, and, and he's like hey how much was that yeah all right i'll just get yeah i'll get the appetizer and, and yeah it was he he just it's you know i've been i've been on that date i have been that guy on that no no, no i wanted the salad i have never wanted the salad <laughs> At the sleepover, the other Humphrey is killing it, but can little Jay keep up with this high stakes game? The drinks are coming out. Yeah, and and I don't like vodka. It, it's uh, it's gin, honey. Yeah, <laughs> the way a martini's supposed to be. Blair, I hear you. I feel you shouldn't be drinking. <laughs> You're 17 years old, but met you are right. Um. But also, I love, you know, here's Jenny, you know, no, I don't. Instead of no, I don't drink. No, I don't like that drink. That's not what it is. And it's, you know, she, yeah, but she goes with it. Yeah. Which, you know, most kids probably would. Yeah. And I never get the impression that Jenny is really drunk throughout it. So she definitely has the impression of someone who either can already hold their liquor anyway which i don't think so because i really got the impression she didn't drink so more likely she's really good at being subtle at how much she's drinking which that's an art too yeah (laughs) and rufus tries calling allison and hangs up when a man answers the phone Rufus is devastated. Yeah, yeah, not a Uh-oh. good look, Allison. Oh, she just got out of the shower. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm fringe. a friend. Oh, uh, uh. poor Rufus. Poor Rufus. Uh, we return to the worst date ever, and it is revealed Serena secretly paid for dinner. The pair finally communicate, and things are looking up. Yeah, and I loved this moment because we we are kind of caught in a cliche of the bombing the date and bombing the date by going to the place that's too expensive and out of your league and the way that serena comes back and she's like i already paid for it he's like i can pay for this i know you can but you shouldn't have to spend your money here like the uh, the the whole idea of like this i can have this anytime Take me where you want to take me. Take me on your date. And that just really felt, it it felt like a much better resolution than we often get in teen dramas. Well, yeah, they they learn the communication helps the relationship. Yeah. And let's, let's, let's hopefully they, uh, they can keep that lesson. Yeah. (laughs) All right. And then back at the sleepover, the drinks continue to flow when Jenny gets an SOS text from Eric. Blair dares Jenny to break Eric out of the hospital. Yes. And man, this is so great, too. When when Jenny, because you see that Jenny, you know, wants to do this. She knows that it's that it's trouble, but she wants to do it. You know, yeah. she 
wants to rescue Eric. And yeah. Yep. And that is the end of act two. And we go to act three. Jenny arrives at Eric's room as Blair is faking being wasted to distract the floor nurses. Somehow the scheme works and they get Eric out. First of all, great acting by Layton. But second of all, the security is horrible at this place. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to say, in general, the practices of the Ostrov Center, the security, yeah. the, the, yeah, you can go to that party, party but you can't home. go home. <laughs> there's, there's a bit of questionable methodology going on there. Um, but also, Leighton, I, I, when, when it's like, uh, what, what's the line where she says, I'm on this, I'm on this, I'm, I'm on all the Pams. Yeah, Mars <laughs> Pam, Mal's a Pam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All the Pams, really. All the Pams, really. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Um, and then Lily receives a call that Eric has escaped with a young, beautiful blonde girl. Lily, of course, assumes Serena. Yeah, because as we've as we know, Serena and Jenny practically identical yeah. twins. It's easy to mix them up. Yeah, yeah. They're just what, like five inch height difference. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, and then at the pool hall, the date is finally looking up as Dan is apparently good enough to win money at pool. Yeah. Um. Again, we're we're back in in a cliche date, but I also I'm not upset with it because I feel like we actually see Dan being Dan and being more natural and Serena getting to actually get to know him and, you know, yeah, actually and, and actually be outside of her comfort zone, which she, where I, I not that I, I don't really feel Serena has a comfort zone. You know, I feel like she's comfortable anywhere, wherever she goes. She's yeah. just got that confidence. Um, but, you know, it is out of her routine, out of her norm. And yeah. And then Rufus receives a phone call from Lily, who is looking for Dan, who is with Serena, who may or may not be with Eric. Yeah, and he's, and he's so fuck off about it, too. And it's like, you know, hey, my kid's a good kid. Yeah. Like, even though your kid did break out, Eric, it's just the wrong year kid broke Eric out. Yeah. <laughs> like, your kid is guilty, but not the kid either of you think it is. Um. But yeah, Rufus just being like, hey, their kid's on a date and it's not them. So fuck off, essentially. Yeah. And and hangs up on Lily. Um, granted, Rufus is having a day. Yeah. <laughs> Again, what you know, it's it's always like right, you know, she always Lily always comes in right after he's been dealing with Alice and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it, but also kudos to Dan for talking him out of driving up there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he immediately reconsiders and you know tries to call Dan. Yeah, yeah. He and and that's and that tells you a lot about Rufus too. Yeah. Like like fuck off, lady. This isn't you know my kid isn't your problem. But also okay, you do have a problem. I'm gonna see if I can help. Yeah. And the sleepover plus Eric has moved to a club. The dares escalate. Does Blair have a new protege? Yeah, I mean, they they start, they, 
the whole steals she steals his phone. Go make out with that guy. And then she steals And then the, she steals his phone and has Jenny call oh, the girlfriend. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> and and again, Jenny's just every step of the way, like Je- you know it, Jenny real every step of the way is realizing that the game is just a harder game than she than she realized, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She every step of the way, she, you know, just has to make that turn where where she basically puts out her shoots and ladders piece and then realizes that she's playing risk and then is like okay and 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 alters her game you know yeah back on the date dan is going doing the classic teach the girl how to uh, shoot pool move and they are about to kiss when dan's phone vibrates um yeah the interrupting the kiss right before it happens (laughs) um although the the something's vibrating and i hope it's your phone (laughs) that's that's cute yeah Yeah. um also uh the the jenny scene that i wanted to mention the whole um this is um she doesn't say blair what does she say she she does she calls the girlfriend jenny calls the girlfriend and says she's about to say blair but it's Claire. Claire. Yeah, that's it. Mm. My name's B- Claire. <laughs> Subtle. Yeah. Smooth. Because <laughs> you, you, Leighton did definitely. Blair had a look on her face, too, as she started saying. Yeah, she yeah. She reacted right away. Yeah. <laughs> um, And then back at the loft, Lily storms in on Rufus. Lily offers for Rufus to cook for her something to eat while they wait for the kids to call. I love, I love Lily in this scene. First of all, it, it's kind of hot the way she's like, you can still cook, oh, yeah. right? <laughs> like, like you know, oh no, I don't want that, that swill you're drinking, yeah. but yeah, sure, you can make me something. That non-premium malt yeah, liquor. Yeah, the non-premium malt liquor. <laughs> so good. Uh, yes. Back at the club, the dares are starting to cause repercussions. Dan and Serena arrive, and things get turned up to 11 as the group gets thrown out of the club. Yeah. That guy's girlfriend showed up pretty quick. (laughs) Yeah. And and Dan Dan is... always ready to knock someone out if they talk to jenny the wrong way (laughs) like dan is always ready to throw hands for jenny at at like any given time i I was not a big fan of his comment about the dress yeah yeah the the napkin yeah yeah he does the only the only thing causing a problem is the cocktail napkin you're wearing yeah yeah which which why the the the, the idea that that an outfit can be the problem yeah. is really it, it's come on dan it's 2007 yeah not a good look and then uh back of the loft lily and rufus bond over their parenting while cooking and you know we see lily reveal why eric was at the Astro center and you know kind of reveals like she blames herself yeah, there and and there's that moment where drinking, drugs. No, he's a good kid. Um, that that like, the, I I the insinuation of like you're a bad kid if you're doing if you're drinking or doing drugs, which I also get like the getting into trouble thing versus the harming yourself thing, and 
but both things are typically are, are typically born from from trauma and and other sort and other things yeah. you know which i'm sure the ostrov center does a great job of treating i mean it seems like these kids are pretty used to drugs and alcohol pretty early and not even from a trauma perspective just because it's there well well yeah well sure but also all of these kids have trauma like all of them like yeah they all do i mean serena known as the party girl like we have no idea what happened with her dad we have no idea yet what happened with chuck's mom but we know that there's something going on with chuck's mom too that she's not in the picture which you know, family separation is traumatic, yeah. and all of these families are separated. Yes, indeed. And then outside the club, Serena, Blair, and Eric have a conversation. Um, so, yeah, they were, you know, yeah, Serena's trying to protect Eric, but uh, Eric says, you know, he's okay, you know, he wants to get out and be with people other than mom and you even if it is blair i (laughs) no no offense (laughs) no offense none taken i loved that taken i because the other thing that we really see here we we talked about this in in the previous episode where um blair act blair outs serena for the ostrov center and then eric tells her no it was me and Blair is like, oh, shit, this isn't the person I wanted to hurt. Yeah. And now you actually once again see that, like, these two grew up together, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. And this is your your best friend's siblings are are your siblings yeah. in so many ways, mm-hmm. you know? So Dan is worried about Jenny, but ultimately allows her to go back to the party. And Dan walks Serena and Eric back to their hotel. Much better brother-sister moment there. Yeah. Yeah. And and actually I I really love Jenny in this moment once again. I know who they are. Yeah. But more importantly, I know who I am. So yeah, I know what's going on. I'm playing this game too. Yeah, I I thought that, that was just an absolute killer moment for Jenny to really also kind of tell Dan like I am I'm yeah. I'm grown up. I have agency. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I can do this. Jenny has one last dare outside Eleanor's store. It's a it's a trick, and Jenny is trapped in the store as alarms sound. And it's so funny because, like, you see this happen. Oh yeah, you see it every step of the way. Oh yeah, just go in there and take that coat. <laughs> Why aren't you coming in? Yeah, yeah. It, it's all so obvious that it's you know. You're going in there, and I'm going to lock you in and call the cops. So, which, which, it's, if you're in Blair's circle already, all of those people that already have the abundance of wealth, that if they were caught, you know, in a situation like this, could literally buy their way out of any and all trouble associated with Mm -hmm. it. And now you have Jenny who may not have that kind of cash available yeah. to her. So it is kind of like a like higher stakes for Jenny than a lot of other people in, in this circle. Blair's circle, yeah. 
And that is the end of Act 3. We get on to the epilogue. Back at the loft, Rufus and Lily reminisce about their past. Lily answers the phone, and Allison is on the other end. Yeah, um, womp womp. And instantly we get the tone of the relationship between Lily and Allison. Yeah, and it, it sounds like Lily, it was cl- they're close enough that Allison recognized Lily's voice. Yeah, yeah. It, right away. Yeah. And uh, it's, they, and you have to figure that there was some crossover in those early rock star years. Yeah. You know, they, they clearly know each other well enough to yeah. recognize voices. Mm-hmm. And then back at the store, Jenny Smooth talks her way past the cops. She gets away without issue and even gets to keep the jacket. And man, five years later, she couldn't have gotten away with this. <laughs> you know, by the by the end of the show's run, she couldn't have gotten away with yeah. this. But like, no, in 2007, no one's picking up and Googling what Blair Waldorf looks like. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. her face isn't all over the papers and everything. Yeah. Oh, no, this is my mom's store. Why would I have the keys? Yeah. I don't have ID. I'm 17. I'm 16 years old. I don't have an ID yet. Yeah. Definitely would not pass in that today's time. Yeah. Yeah. And so we move on. Serena and Dan are talking about their younger siblings. Uh, Something like that plays as we see Dan and Serena kiss for the first time on the streets of NYC. Yep. Great kiss. Great moment. Like, great. You know, we've been waiting for this. It's been building up for five episodes now. And yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great resolution to their story arc that this episode. Yeah. And then Jenny shows up at the sleep sleepover and wins the night. Yeah. When when she leaves the sleepover, she goes back. She leaves the sleepover and she turns to Blair and she's like, first of all, she's like, I'm keeping the jacket. I'll see you on the stairs. <laughs> lunch in the lunch at the Met steps. I'll see you there. Yeah. So like, cause Blair game recognizes game and Blair's like, you know, no one leaves like, Oh, you're bailing. No, yeah. I'm walking out. I'll see you again later. Like and I'm keeping the jacket. Yeah, and I'm keeping your jacket. <laughs> I'm like, sure that jacket probably cost a couple thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jenny fucking owned that. Yeah. Um, everything in about Jenny in this episode just Kill plays it. the game like a fucking genius. Yeah. She is definitely a. Prodigy. She is the Bobby Fisher of of the Upper East Side royalty of scheming. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that is the end of the episode. So we'll go ahead and get into some segments. Um, so the song that plays, um, and in the montage, uh, where it's Dan and Serena kiss and we get the whole montage on, on most sites, it's just labeled as something like that by Tim. Yeah. And, and I remember watching this moment and being like, holy shit, is this my first glimpse at Lincoln Hawk? And and because he's holding the album, and I believe they are intended it to be that, 
That's it felt that way. Yeah. It felt um that way. this song is not on Spotify or Apple. Um it's only on YouTube and it's under the title Song and Wager as uh, the, the artist's name. Yeah, S A W, um, right? Or is it S O N G? S O N G. S O N G. Oh, okay. So, I thought yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he which they he has one album on Spotify, but not this song. Um apparently the guy's name is Tim Bader. He's from Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's an Eagles fan. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Go birds yeah. next year, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um and but yeah, so that that's that song. Um and then a little more trivia from the episode. When Blair comments Jenny's outfit is too Hannah Montana, it may be a reference to the fact that Taylor Mumpson was almost chosen to play the character of Hannah Montana until Miley Cyrus got the role. Yeah, yeah. I I, I really like that bit of trivia. That whole scene, too. To this, to this, to this. It was cute. And then this is the only episode where Eleanor Storm is seen or even mentioned. Yeah, and it seemed like a tiny little hole-in-the-wall store, too. You know, like, you only see that little boutique, almost. Which makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she hasn't even gone public yet. She's, yeah. She's just a small fashion line. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what where she ends up later. Yeah. Well, I mean, she has all that stuff that's going to work out great with the captain, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, so let's go into episode grades. Uh, I went first last time, so you can go first this time. Um, I I really loved this episode. I felt like everything was kind of turned on its head. Like everything that was... Uh, oh, they took a lot of cliches and kind of worked it out better. Like this is how things could work out better. Um, overall, I thought the episode was an A. Um I Jenny really shot this episode up for me. Like I just every scene with her made it just great for me. Um, I I knocked it down even a little bit because of the complete lack of Nate and Chuck in this episode. Like they they were definitely missed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. uh, you know I'm a big Nate stan. So, um, I am gonna go a little bit lower than that. Um, I. Yeah, I, I was not as thrilled with the tropiness as you were. I thought they had tropiness and then replaced it with even more tropes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so from the big first half of the episode, the only part I really liked was Dan and Serena finally communicating. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I did like all the Blair, the sleepover stuff with Jet Blair and Jenny. Yeah. Um, they they work great together as actors. Uh, so I'm going to give the episode and like you said, uh, no, no Chuck and Nate. So that, that, that was kind of, that was missing. So I'm going to give it a B minus. Yeah. All right. On to stock watch. Uh, who do you have going up? Um, well, Jenny goes, Jenny skyrockets in this episode. Mm-hmm. Like her stock goes up and up. Um, Dan and Serena, their stock goes up. They finally did the thing. They finally had their good date. They finally get their kiss. Stock goes up. Um, Lily and Rufus, I had their stock going up. They both kind of, uh, they they both, you know, had parenting wins a little bit. You know, Lily kind of, you know, opening up and being a little bit more of a person for the first time. Uh, 
that their stock and then Eric also getting out. Um, yeah. Eric's stock went up too. Yeah. Uh, I also, yeah. Jenny, obviously she yeah. clearly won the episode. Uh, Dan and Serena, even though I didn't necessarily enjoy all their scenes, they seem to have fun. So I'll, I'll give them stock up. Yeah. Um, Lily and Rufus for their communication and opening up together and reconnecting finally. Um, even though Rufus, you know, got the bad news about his wife, maybe he's, you know, starting to move on finally. Yeah. Uh, and then, yes, Eric as well, because, you know, he got to have fun and hang out with some people that weren't his uh, family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then going down for me, the Ostroff Center. <laughs> their faculty, their staff, their security. The Ostroff Center's stock went down for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, not not great on the security front. Uh, for me, uh, Allison gets an off-screen uh, stock down for just being a tre- cheating wife. And 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 it, and and to me, like to me, I I I I would concur. Outside of she isn't really a character to me yet, you know, because she's just all off-screen. So I, I think going forward, we can use anyone who's at least mentioned. Anyone mentioned. In the episode. They have to at least be mentioned. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. That, 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 that's good to go on. That's good to go on. And then who do you have uh, for best outfit? Dan's brown suit. Dan's suit, when, when he shows up, and, and brown's not my thing, and it's not typically my color but man he just fits him owns that yeah yeah he just it was very well tailored too yeah yeah not sure how you afford to get a yeah that well tailored yeah i mean yeah i i think we're also supposed to believe that it wasn't tailored and but it was super well tailored (laughs) (laughs) and for me it was uh jenny's uh yellow jasmine de milo dress with the black and gold swirl print coat from millie I just yeah. thought, she, thought she owned it and she just killed it all episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was it it yeah. I I actually didn't love it, didn't love the dress because of the the bow on it. Wasn't there a big bow on the front of it? Sort of. Or like something it wasn't a bow, it was just like kinda like kind of a draped. Yeah, I thought that part of it was was I I just thought it I was I think it worked for a character. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um yeah. But also a shout out to her earlier outfit that where she, when she showed up, um, and she had that like pink sweater, the the crocheted like or knit sweater that made me really realize the sweater game in general on this show is just on point. Uh, if you live in New York City, you gotta have good sweaters. Yeah, yeah, and and good coats in general. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, you got anything to plug? Um, I should be at, uh, trying to think of when this comes out, but if it's not too late, February 8th, I'll be at McGillan's at, for their open mic. Um, uh, that's in center city. This actually should come out tomorrow. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. It is time for this to come out, isn't it? Wow. Um, yeah. So February 8th, come out to McGillan's in center city and come see me play i'll be the featured act for the open mic and if you play music come play music for the open mic um and then you can also follow me at steve.marshon on instagram m-a-r-c-h-i-o-n 
And you can find me at Steve the Weed Wizard on TikTok. Um, and then you can also find me on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, uh, iHeart, and anywhere else that you stream music, you can find my stuff. Uh, and yeah. All right. Um, yeah, uh, I haven't really watched anything new recently. Uh, so I'll just uh, plug my Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash hot capicola. And then uh, you can follow our podcast on Instagram and TikTok at non-judging breakfast pod. And then also on the social media formerly known as Twitter at NJB pod. And we also have a Facebook community group. Just search for non-judging breakfast pod and take a seat at the breakfast table with us. And if you have any questions for us, you can send us an email at nonjudgingbreakfastpod at gmail.com. Uh, we would love to hear from you. We would, we'll try to answer all of your questions and comments here on the podcast. Um, and we would also just really appreciate hearing from you. And if you could also please go on to Spotify, Amazon, and iTunes, or wherever you stream your podcasts, iHeart, give us a like, give us a follow, and leave a comment and tell us how we're doing. All right. Uh, so that's all for this week. Next episode is Season 1, Episode 6, The Handmaid's Tale. The HBO Max description is, and Dan is torn between two girls when his childhood friend Vanessa returns home. <laughs> oh, boy. So we get to meet Vanessa. A, a new character. Well, until next time, you know you love us. XOXO. Take care. Thank you.